Hey, Sweat Sisters, welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, which highlights women who are balancing demanding careers with a healthy lifestyle and hurtling over personal and professional obstacles. I'm your host, Aisha DeVore Branch, and each week I have a sister to sister chat with an inspiring go getter. And listeners learn how good things come to those who sweat. If this is your first time listening, what up? You could be anywhere in the world and you're here with me and I really appreciate that. If you love what you hear, take a second to subscribe to the podcast so you get updates every time we drop a new episode. If you got half a second, leave a rating, which will help other sweat sisters in need of some inspiration find our podcast. If you have a minute, please follow us across all social media platforms. We are at Pretty Girl Sweat on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and YouTube. Use the hashtag Pretty Girl Sweat when sharing this episode. And if you have five minutes, please leave a review and let us know how we're doing. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 17 of the Pretty Girl Sweat Show. And today I'm sitting down with Nicole Santiano, a modern day woman who had a dream and decided to go for it. Life was never easy for her, but it made her the strong individual that she is today. From living paycheck to paycheck, to endless romantic and family heartbreaks, and that constant voice in her head telling her that she's not enough. Currently, the 24-year-old who worked her way up from the bottom is a marketing executive for Fresh to Order, a fine, fast, casual dining franchise restaurant. Keep listening to hear how she managed to turn her passion, pain, and experiences into a healing source. Welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, Nicole. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? It's 2019. I know. It's, it's going great. It's going. It's definitely like um, a year of actually getting things done so far. So I feel really good about it. Uh, that should be like the slogan for 2019. Yeah. A year of getting things done. I'm right there with you on that one. <laughs> so where are we speaking to you at today? Where, where are you calling? Um, so from? I am currently calling from the CNN building today. Um, and I am just working on some projects here in the CNN building. And that's where I'm currently holding my computer from. So <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for taking time to chat with me. Um, I'm really interested in starting from the beginning. Sure. Can you just tell us a little bit about your upbringing? Yes. Um, so I'm currently 24 years old, um, but I grew up with a single mother with five girls. So I have four sisters. I'm the oldest. Um, and, you know, I went to high school, did my regular education and did everything that a regular student does. Um, and then, you know, I, I went to Kennesaw State University, which actually was not my first choice, but um, due to just family things and then, you know, finances, I was like, I'm still going to get an education. It's not my first choice, but I'm going to go to school. Um, and it's something that we've always pushed for in my family. So being that I come from a family with a single parent and it's all, all girls, and the fact that we're actually from Mexico it is a, it's a big deal. Like our family comes to this country for real so that we have a better opportunity for everything. Um, and just going to school was not optional. It was, uh, you have to do it. This is why I came. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I did my best to, I did student government association, international student association. I was actually Miss Mexico in 2014, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I was involved with like uh, sorority Zeta Ta'afa. I was a founding sister for the Kennesaw State University 
division. And, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and genuinely, you know, my growing up was, it was fun in terms of everything that I decided to do for myself. So the college and the senior year of high school and kind of pushing through the, the beginning of like my elementary and through high school was not very easy. Um, you know, my, my mom actually got divorced, um, my, my end of junior beginning of senior year. And that was rough. Um, she was married for five years and it was that man. Uh, he was, he was my dad to me. That was my father. He went to every soccer game with me. He taught me everything about life that, you know, any young girl would want to hear from their father, um, growing up. And then unfortunately everything that he taught me to look for in a man that I would ever like to marry, he turned out being the complete opposite. Um, mm. yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, he actually, you know, used my mom to get, um, his immigration status resolved. And, um, that was hard because it turned out that, uh, he was still married in another country and, and he was still, um, just, um, still having another life in another country, another family, another everything. And, and that kind of made everything in my house go downhill. Um, it made a lot of emotional stress come up and just made many decisions difficult for my family uh, in terms of going to school, affording school. Uh, my mom, I can't, I can't even begin to tell you. For me, it's like I was the child that had to live through it. I can't imagine what she had to go through because that was her husband. Um, yeah. And that was rough. Uh, it, it was like so unexpected. He just left. And that was so heartbreaking because I had already grown up without my biological father that for a long time, I thought, you know, there's for a long time, I felt like I just was not good enough that my real dad didn't want to stay. And that there's something that we must've done wrong. And then for my stepdad to kind of do the same thing and, and use us, I guess that was really, really hard. Um, it made me make a lot of tough decisions in college that looking back now, I would not change because it's made me the person that I am. Um, but in the moment it was rough, uh, emotionally with relationships, with decisions I made out of relationships, um, that many people would find out of my character. But the truth is because of the hurt, I developed a character different myself, uh, that I let other people know and see as opposed to my actual self between me and closer relationships, uh, romantically and non-romantically. So, you know, I, I did what I could. Um, I got through it and for a long time up until last year, actually, when I met you, I even told you, um, for the, for the past five years of my life until last January, I had made so many decisions that made me feel like I was not enough. Like anything I ever wanted to do was not good enough. And, it was very difficult um, when they asked me, you know, just people would ask me like, how are you doing? Or what are, you know, what is it that you're working on or projects or anything? I was like, I'm great. I'm, I'm good. Everything, life is good. But um, the truth is uh, life was not easy. And I did said a lot of those things so that people, I would take the attention away from me. Um, because when things get tough, you don't want a whole lot of people to know. It's just not something that you like want to share. 
And like I said, it wasn't until last year that I finally was like, decided to even just get ready for my regular day and look in the mirror and say, you're enough or you're beautiful or you're worthy because for the past five years, I'd been getting ready with the lights off and doing my makeup what I could in the car and not even trying to be completely honest. I just kind of looked at myself like, wow, you really just messed up. You just made some ridiculous decisions and you're never going to be anybody for a long time. Um, So last year was a big year of just healing. And this year is a year for me of getting through and past the healing and becoming something more. And that's what I've been working on as of now, just the healing and helping others in the process of the same journey. Never the same story, but definitely the same journey. Wow. I mean, you are beyond strong. (laughs) Thank you. What do you think that comes from? Does that come from your mom? I would have to say it definitely comes from my mother. Um, You know, my mom is, I, I don't, I think I can count the amount of times I've seen her cry. And I'm not saying that crying is not a sign of strength or a sign of weakness, Um, there's two ways to look at it. I think that when someone can be as genuine about their emotion, that means that, um, you know, they're strong enough to show that to you. But when you have to be a mom and you have to be a dad, you have to find a perfect balance. And I I think I definitely get it from her. She, you know, works every single day. Growing up, I only saw her when she would tuck me into sleep because she had to work so many jobs to keep a roof over her head. And now that we're older, she's in a much better financial like stability, like place. And even now she will say, we're taking a trip at the end of the year. And I'm like, mom, can you afford it? She's like, it's not about what I can afford. It's about how I learn to manage my money and make sure that you guys aren't just having a roof over your head or food to eat. You guys are able to enjoy your life as a family. I want to be that mother for you. I want to be that role model. I want to be everything that you've ever needed. So I definitely get it from her. She's an incredible woman. Wow. I can't wait to meet your mom someday. <laughs> she sounds like we all need to like get whatever she's got rubbed all over. <laughs> for sure. Um, so anyone who's out there listening, you know, going through similar issues, trying to overcome, just trying to realize how worthy they are. What advice can you give them that, you know, things that you did to kind of make that mind shift? Um, so it's funny because, you know, I think everybody has their own prerogative, whether it's your faith or the goals that you have or your family or, you know, whatever it is that keeps you going, uh, whatever it is that inspires you or makes you have just passion for whatever it is, we find it and you don't let it go and you put it above everything else. And for me, it was finding my identity in my faith. So, you know, I grew up Christian and And that for me has helped a lot just because it was a consistent thing for me. It was the only thing that was consistent was, was God. And um, for some people, it's hard to, to you know, grasp the idea that faith is something that is constant. But for me, it was everything, you know, because people will fail you, you will fail yourself. And I think to have, you know, this idea that there's something greater than you, that there's an element that is much greater than you in terms of, your decisions and your circumstances, you know, that, that for me, that that was God. It was who are you and him and not what everybody else makes you to be. Uh, Because for a long time, I can't remember my identity or like 
myself being identified by the brand of the clothes that I wore or the friends that I hung out with or how my body looked or how my body didn't look um, or the color of my skin. And, and that sounds crazy because a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, you're, you're Caucasian. Like life is easy for you. And I'm just like, whoa, no, 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 no. Like I look like that and that's great. But even, even in that, I have Caucasian friends who have, you know, they struggle with a lot of things, but for the most, like I'm as Mexican as you, you can like imagine. And, and when people find that out, unfortunately to this day in 2019, I'll get some, especially in 2019, I will get faces sometimes, um, that kind of, you know, make you feel a little bit smaller. Um, but you keep going. And I remind myself that everything that I do every day is not for myself. It is not for a self-seeking, um, honor or a self-seeking recognition. It is to be the person that, um, I know, um, God would want me to be, whether he was in front of me or not. And that's what keeps me going to find passion and, and be able to get to that other people on that level and never think that I'm better than anyone, no matter how far I come in life. Well, you played sports growing up. Did that also help you navigate this journey? Uh, growing up, I did. I played soccer for a long time. I actually ran track and field in high school as well. Um, and it helped me release a lot of stress. <laughs> uh, so, you know, even to this day, I started running again like I used to. Um, not as competitively, of course, but I, it does help release a lot of stress, a lot of emotion. So what I've come to, like what I've noticed is that I'm very passionate about the things that I do. And sometimes um, I channel that incorrectly. So there's nothing wrong with being extremely passionate for all the things, your job or your projects or, you know, your family or your friends. There's nothing wrong with that. It's actually something I encourage. If you don't have passion, don't do it. Um, but you can channel it wrong. And what I mean by that is you can be so anxious or worried or excited about something great that you're working on. And then you channel it on somebody else because you don't know what to do with it. That I learned that if I just go running or I catch like a random soccer game, intramural game, anything, it helps me release that energy of like either good or bad, but I can reconnect with my inner calm self and just, Hey, where's that red flag? And then rechannel my energy in a better way. How, how did your mom like play a role in your athletic um, journey as well? Cause I feel like I recall us talking about how she was an athlete too, right? Yeah. Was she really supportive? Yeah, she, she's huge. Okay. So <laughs> my mom actually was a top gymnast. Um, she actually was going to represent Mexico in the 96 Olympics and she came to train in 93 until she found out she was pregnant. So she couldn't keep competing. So my mom is like, to this day, she's, she's going to be 44 this year and she is like super fit, super healthy, always pushing us to reach our, our, our fitness goals, not necessarily so that we're skinny quote unquote, or like look good, but to feel good. My mom has this big thing about how you need to feel good because when you feel good in the morning, if you go running or you work out or whatever, the rest of your day reflects how you feel. And I completely agree with that. I did it when I was younger. I used to get really frustrated because she was so competitive. And instead of like being like that, I was more like, Oh, I'm not you mom. And she was like, I don't want you to be me. I want you to be better than me. <laughs> but, um, you know, she was that mom that even elementary school, I, I remember whenever I would run up one side of the soccer field to the other, she was on the sidelines running on the same speed as me. Just like, you got this, you got this go, go, go. Like just encouraging the team and keeping up with us back and forth, back and forth. She was the only parent that would do that. And, and she's like that with my life, any decision that I make, any, anything that I do, she's always like, I might not agree with you, but I'm, I'm supporting you. 
or here's my experience. You do what you will with that. But, but I'm always going to be 110% honest with you. And I'm always going to be 150% supportive of you. And I'm just like, okay, thank you. That's awesome. So would you say your mom was like one of your greatest mentors or would you even say someone else really moved the needle for you as a mentor? Um, you know, I, I think that my mom is a huge, huge mentor for me. Unfortunately, growing up, we don't realize this. We think of our parents more of like a, an obstacle as opposed to a, a use, like a resource or an encourager or a support team. Um, at 24, I look back and I'm like, Holy cow, mom, if you did not do what you did, if you are not the woman that you are, I would not be the woman that I am today. Um, she is, I mean, she's incredible and everything, I mean, in everything that she does <clears throat> inspires me and pushes me. And even in the moment when I'm like, you're wrong in my head, I'm like, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, she was so right. <laughs> she was so right. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Cause it's like everything, like, even I learned the hard way, like in terms of relationships, she's always like, eh. And that's okay. And, uh, and I'm like, ah, whatever. She'll like him later. And it's like, moms always have this instinct where they just know about guys. And it's so funny to me because I'm always thinking like, oh, I know better than my mom. And my mom has this saying in Spanish. And she always says, um, when you're starting your race, I already finished and came back. And I'm just like, ooh, okay. Ooh, wait, how do you say that in Spanish? So, <laughs> you say, cuando tú empiezas... Yo ya estoy regresando. And I'm like, okay. Like she's like, <laughs> she's, I like, I didn't get it when I was younger. And as I got older, she, she made it a little bit easier. She was like, you've been, uh, you've been 24 and that's it. I'm 43. So I've been your age and I've, and I've doubled it. So try that again. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, she's, she's pretty funny. Um, but you know, she's the only person I've ever really had, um, other than, you know, I'm super thankful and blessed that I've had uh, male figures um, that have been put in my life, uh, my mentors through work um, that have, you know, <clears throat> good for me or just fortunately for me have had the same alignment and faith. And even one that does not, um, even then he has, they have all been input in my life in terms of relationships and my goals and, and my professional development. And, and just, I've, I've always had, I've always been blessed with those people so I know for some girls, we think like that we have those quote unquote daddy issues. And I'm not saying that we don't, because I can, I can tell you that I have a few where I just feel like, Oh, if only I had a dad or, but I have to remind myself, I, I do have a dad, maybe not here, but, but I've got one. I'm, I'm not totally lost. And I don't need, a, like, I don't need a physical man here to tell me what to do. It's nice to have a father that's like, oh, you're my baby girl. I'm here for you, you know, whatever. My mom was here for me as well. But, but these men that were put in my life, they have been very like, listen, you are the only restriction and the only limitation of your dreams. And, and every decision that you make out of that, every decision that, that you do or don't do will determine who you become. No, I mean, it, it's completely up to you. And I'm like, okay, you're absolutely right. But it's been nice to hear men tell me like, that's baloney. That's not worth it. Don't listen to that. Or I was a player when I was young. And you really think that that's what you're like, okay, thank you, God, because I've got good men in my life. So it's been really good. Okay, well, let's talk about your current job and what you did specifically to get your foot in the door. Because there's a lot of students out there who are like, I want to work. <laughs> and I want to work someplace cool. Tell me how. <clears throat> sure. Um, so I'm actually with a company called Fresh to Order right now, and they've been really good to me. Um, I've met really great people and uh, really great mentors. And, and the reason I've stayed at this company is because 
they always put development over money. So I guess people over profits. Uh, I started when I was 16, turning 17. Uh, I was a cashier and a server or food runner for about four months. And then I was like, I'm bored. What's next? And the management team laughed at me and they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, you know, I, I want to know what's next. Uh, and that's the thing is, and they've told me recently that the reason I have moved up so much in the company is because I never allow myself to be comfortable in one position. And once you feel like you're comfortable, you stop learning. And then what's the point? You have to find something greater than that. So I actually, after being the cashier and a server, I went into management. I managed their franchise stores, managed three of them. And then I went into the corporate side and I did store openings and uh, team training development. And yeah, I just moved my way up. And now I'm the marketing executive, which has been great. Um, I've gotten really good experience, but I think that the hardest thing to do it through high school and college was that I had to be a full-time student as well. And that was not easy, but you know, thankfully for, for me, they always put my school before work, but they also understood that I needed those 40 hours, you know, to get by because my scholarships covered my school, but I still needed to make money to eat or to pay rent or you know, buy my textbooks and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, it, it's, a uh, you have to have a go-getter mentality. If you have goals and, and you, you know what you've got to do to get there, then you got to do what you got to do. I limited my parties and I limited my time going out and spending with friends. And my friends understood because I kept up with them. And, you know, this is really funny, but actually my calendar, <laughs> I put a time every day. It says reach out to friends. So I'll, I'll take the time every day to call or text my closest friends just to, so they know that I'm, I'm still thinking of them. I'm just a little busy, um, but I put it in my calendar because it's important. So oh, that's a good hack. I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I just, you have to, I think about this every day. If, if, if work is so important that we block out our time to get it done, we have to think about that balance of personal relationships and family and friends and, and stuff like that. So I definitely put that in my calendar and I put it in my to do list so that it gets done. Um, and then wait, is that the daily or weekly daily? It is a daily thing. Daily. Yes. Wow. I can't reach out to all of my friends every day, but if I do it daily, then I can divide it into a lump sum or I have friends getting married now. So I kind of categorize like, Oh, her wedding's in a couple of weeks. Let me catch up with her. And, you know, I'm a bridesmaids for some of them. And I, you know, I just got to keep up with everybody and, and it becomes hard, but it's definitely worth it. Um, so yeah, you know, I worked all the way from the bottom and I moved all the way to the, to the, top as I can get. And they've all been a family to me. So, you know, being a student is great. And I encourage everyone to, to, you know, pursue an education if that's where you're going. Education is not for everybody, but if you're already there, finish it. Because I know my senior year, I was like, oh my goodness, I just, is there a point? I already have a job. And then at the end I was like, there is a point. You did not work this hard to not get where you wanted to be. And whether you use that piece of paper to get a job in the future or not, like you, you made the commitment out follow through. So it's, be a hundred percent. When you're in your job, you're there a hundred percent, not thinking about school, not thinking about friends. When you're with your friends, you're there a hundred percent. And when you're in your school, you're there a hundred and ten percent. Wherever you are, be present. Because if you're not present, you're thinking about everything else. You're going to find this big empty space of never being able to finish anything and never feel, feeling fulfilled with anything that you do. Wow. As I'm hearing you speak, I'm thinking about, you know, how you were able to balance school and work. And I'm like, you were so young and you have like so much responsibility. How have you been smart about money? When you're young. Oh man. <laughs> so I, this is really like, people make fun of me actually. And I think it's funny when I think about it as a concept, not as like the fact that I do it, but, um, 
I have an Excel sheet for everything. <laughs> like I, I print my monthly bank statements and I color coordinate and I'm like, this was food. This was shopping. This was necessary. These are bills. And I would put them into my Excel sheet and I would be like, okay, this is how much I make. Um, you know, granted I, my income would fluctuate because if I had to pay rent and I just, my check wasn't enough, I'd pick up server shifts or I'm telling you sometimes I'd even be an Uber driver just, just to have something to eat through college. Like it was whatever I had to do, I would do it. Um, but I had to prioritize what was important. So, you know, once you're 18 guys, you, you, you're using your own credit if you can't use your parents. And in this country, you got to make sure that you protect that no matter what. So my bills were always my priority, like paid, 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 paid. And then after that, if I had money left over, I'd go out with friends or, you know, to eat and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I color coordinated and I told myself every month, am I spending too much on this or this or this? And I would keep everything balanced and or organized. Besides Excel, are there any other like apps that you use? Uh, there's an app called like- Mint that I use. Okay. Um, and it actually tells me if I'm spending more than I'm making and if they recommend me making a particular purchase or not, which is actually very, very convenient for me because I'm an Apple fanatic and I have Apple everything. And every time something new comes out, I buy it. And my mom is like, can you afford that? I'm like, no, but I will. I will make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So are there any um, morning or nighttime routines that you apply daily? Um, I would have to say that there's a little bit of both. Uh, In the mornings, I, I recently started working out three days a week with Chelsea Scott. She's great, by the way. Um, and she's awesome. I, I work out. We love Chelsea. I love Chelsea. Oh my she's awesome. She's like our sister. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We, um, <laughs> she's my trainer now three days a week in the morning and it really makes me in a good mood in the morning. Cause she, she's such a teamwork kind of person. So I would say that working out and giving myself that time of day, um, I give my faith a time of day in the morning as well. And, um, I organize my day. So I make my agenda in the morning, make sure that this is what I have to do. Boom, 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 boom. That's it. And then at nighttime, I, um, you know, I do my regular wash my face, take a shower, all that stuff. I pick out my clothes for the next day. And if I have to, if I want to wear my hair straight tomorrow, then I straighten it tonight because I just, I'm not going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to straighten my hair. It's fine. (laughs) I'd rather knock it out at night. And what do you do to stay current? Like, how do you, like, are you a news watcher or you rather like go on Twitter to get like your latest? Uh, I hate to say this, but I absolutely don't like watching the news. I, <laughs> cause this is like so funny, but I think every news like channel has its own bias. I think everybody kind of leans towards something. So, uh, if that's the case, I might as well just, I don't know read different kinds of things that so I'd rather read stuff than listen to stuff. Because if I read stuff, then I build my own tone. Whereas if I listen to other people, I'm like, Oh, Oh, she does not sound happy about that. Is this bad? Should I be on the bad side of this? I don't know. <laughs> so when I read stuff, it's more factual. And then I kind of make my own opinion. So I have, um, <clears throat> this, there's this news, um, app that comes on your a MacBook and on your iPhone. And I just, it gives me like, and the New York times, it just, it just gives me every day. Like I actually take 30 minutes in the mornings, either when I'm driving somewhere, I either listen to a podcast or I, um, have my Siri just read out kind of news facts out loud to me so I can stay up to date on what's going on. Oh, speaking of podcasts, what's on your list? On my list. So, um, Rachel Hollis is a big one on my list. Uh, she's just so genuine. So, this is my story. This is my life. Take it for what you, you know, you like it or leave it. And she doesn't care. And she's like 
very just polite and stuff like that. I have entrepreneur uh, podcasts that I follow, female, uh, not because I'm a complete feminist. I do believe in the power of female and everything. I mean, I grew up with a single mother with five, or five girls, but you know, I, I believe that um, that there's this big focus on just the female in general right now. And I think it's very important because my sisters are moved by whatever I do and it can be a burden and a blessing at once, but I would like to always have different perspective from different, um, strong women so that I can feed into or you know, pour into my sisters, I guess, and not have a biased opinion just on what I believe alone, but give them the freedom to make their own opinions. So Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. Of course. Uh, what's your favorite book? My favorite book, this is so cheesy, um, but it is, it's actually a movie as well. It's A Walk to Remember <laughs> by oh. um, Nicholas Sparks. Okay. And what is one way you make fitness fun? <clears throat> one way I make fitness fun, <laughs> I actually take pictures of my or record videos and I can see my facial expressions of how (laughs) much I'm suffering. And then I'm like, okay, Nicole, (laughs) you got to keep, if you're going to work this hard, you got to eat clean. Look at those faces, girl. That is ridiculous. (laughs) That is pretty funny. Um, Okay. How often do you work out? Uh, I work out. uh, So three days a week with Chelsea, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I do uh, uh, cardio and I go running, actually go running with my boyfriend in the evenings, but I stop at three miles. He runs seven. It's unreal. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And what's always in your gym bag? In my gym bag, always my AirPods, a water bottle, and an extra pair of socks. This is really weird, but my, my feet, they sweat. And then I'm like, ew, I got to change my socks. I don't know. It's a thing. (laughs) And so would you say that's the one thing that would make or break your workout? Like if you didn't have that, you'd go back home to go get it or would it be something else? Yeah. If I don't have my AirPods and I don't have music playing or a podcast playing where I'm entertained, I'm just going to be like, what is going on? What am I doing? Ooh, what's on your workout playlist? Oh, I, girl, I have so much music on that playlist. I have Hispanic music. I have J Balvin. I have Drake. I have, I have like Cardi B is, I am a big Cardi B fan. No one, everybody who knows me just understands because on Thanksgiving, my mother saw another side of me that just, I really was not ready for her to see. It was so funny. <laughs> we all love Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do you eat before a workout or do you eat anything before a workout? I actually don't eat anything before workouts. I eat after workouts. Um, before I think I, maybe I'll have a fruit every now and then like a banana or an apple. And I make sure I stay hydrated because that's always been very important. I learned that the hard way in high school. Like if you don't stay hydrated, you're going to pass out or you're going to throw up and that just sucks. Okay. So what's your go-to meal after a workout? Go-to depends. In the mornings, I just get like an, I actually don't, I'm not a big fan of boiled eggs, but I do eat boiled eggs after a workout in the mornings and I'll have like, um, those, what are they called? Those rice, rice cakes with Nutella, um, uh, the Nutella spread on it and, uh, bananas. That's what I eat for breakfast after workouts. I don't usually work out in the daytime or in the evening. So there's no lunch okay. or dinner. <laughs> And what advice would you give to young people who are trying to eat healthy on a budget, but they're struggling? Don't make health, healthy foods complicated. Don't complicate it for yourself. You don't have to buy everything organic. Just cook or meal prep what you can afford with natural things. Like it doesn't have to say simply organic or organic, this or organic. Just keep it simple. Uh, you know, keep count of your macrobites and cook your food and 
it's easy to do that on Google and stuff like that, even on your phones with the apps, but just keep it simple. Don't add so many seasonings. Don't add so much stuff to it. Just cook your food and get going, get your natural, you know, your natural proteins and everything from your natural food. And on a cheat day, what are you eating? Cheesecake. Oh, uh, from where? <laughs> oh my, I will drive to the Cheesecake Factory. That is, <laughs> I love cheesecake. Wait, what do you get there? Like, what's your favorite, like, cheesecake? They have flavor? this chocolate tiramisu, like, cheesecake. Mm. I, oh my goodness, that, that, my <laughs> mouth is watering right now. It's unreal. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that sounds so good right now. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... <laughs> Deodorant. Which one do you like? Is your ride or die? Uh, it's got a little check on it. What's it called? I don't know. Degree. It's called. Degree. It's like degree. 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 Yeah. Degree. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what do the words pretty girl sweat mean to you? Pretty girl sweat to me means it's exactly what it is. You can be absolutely beautiful and sweat and there's nothing wrong with that. And but the other way around too, you can look absolutely beautiful sweating. Why? Because you have a goal and you're doing it. I think beauty and pretty sits in your goals and in your determination to accomplish something. And I think when you're sweating, it means this is not easy and I'm still doing it. So that's, that's what that means to me. Yes. Love that answer. Okay. What is next for you? What is next for me right now? I have like just dove in so deep into this, better lifestyle, not even because I want to be skinny or fit or anything, but because I want to have a better lifestyle for myself as a 24 year old growing up. And even in my future, when I decide to have a family or have kids, I want to be able to keep up with my family. So being, being that my new goal to be a, have a better lifestyle and be healthier. I actually recently, uh, partnered up with, um, the CEO at F2 who stepped down from the company to partner with me for this. And we are designing a fitness line. Um, and it's going to be really cool. Uh, so that's my project right now at fitness line be, because there's so many fitness lines out there, but the one thing that, that I've noticed that the fitness industry lacks is that the quality and the price is so hard sometimes because especially for college students, like we don't make enough money to buy this expensive gear all the time. So I've found a product that's great quality out of this country and I can make it a affordable price point, <clears throat> but every order is going to come with measuring, uh, a measuring tape so that if you're a woman with an irregular sized body in any area in the top in the bottom, in the middle, let me know what that size is. And we will adjust it for you without an extra cost because everybody always wants to make money off of that. And it's not your fault that you don't look like the average person. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see that. Unfold. Yeah. I'm right there cheering you all on. <laughs> Thank so you. that's incredible. And everyone who's like paying close attention to your story, they've been inspired by this conversation we've had. What is the most important thing you want to share with them before we leave? The most important thing I want to share with people, um, in alignment with my journey and <clears throat> with everybody else, um, I would have to say there, there's, there's, you know, there's three things. Um, the one I hold the closest to my heart is be genuinely, be genuine and be yourself. I mean, like, I know it sounds so cliche you hear over and over again, but, but the truth is like, we only show about 15% of who we actually are because we're so afraid about what everybody else is going to think about us or say about us. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Like it, if it, if it's true to your heart and true to who you are, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. Um, I have a quote that I read every single day and it's, um, 
God never gives you a dream that matches your budget because he's not checking your bank account. He's checking your faith. That is so important to me because, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you believe in, like, unfortunately, a dream, you know, we don't all, we're not all born into this uh, world where we can just say, oh, I want this and snap your fingers and have it. You kind of have to work for it. Um, and that's okay. There's so much opportunity to do that. <clears throat> but you have to believe in if it's, it's God, then it's God. But you also believe in yourself. Like you've got to make your dream board and believe in what you're doing and, and, and put it out there into the universe. Because if you're constantly saying, I'm going to suck, I'm going to fail, or why would I make this? Like if I told myself that and I, and I didn't make this fitness sign and I was always, Oh, but there's Nike, but there's Adidas, but there's this so many Adidas wouldn't exist because Nike was there first. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not looking at what you've got in your God's not looking at what you've got in your bank competition is always going to be there, but you've got to believe in that vision and that dream. And you've got to stick to it because if you don't, somebody else will. And, um, the last thing is something that my mother told me always growing up for everything. She said, never allow the things that are so inconsistent in your life, determine the endless consistency of your determination. And I was like, okay, got it. So those are the three things that I, I would share and I would tell people to just hold and stick to them strongly. And that's Nicole Centeno. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at Nicole D-C-E-N-T-E-N-O. Just one more thing before you take off. Do you want to get a short email from Pretty Girl Sweat every Monday and Friday that serves as a daily dose of all things inspiring and allows you priority access to our upcoming events? Just go to prettygirlsweat.com. That's pretty girls with an S, sweat.com. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. And if you sign up, you'll soon discover that there's no hood like sisterhood. Until next time, always remember that good things come to those who sweat.